This episode of the podcast is sponsored by David Shapiro, Remax Around Atlanta Realty. David Shapiro, Remax Around Atlanta Realty. He's the best realtor in Atlanta. He knows all of the places. He knows every nook, every cranny, every crumb of Atlanta. All right. So you're getting into Midtown, you're getting into Downtown, you're getting into Uptown, West Midtown, East Midtown, East Lake. Anywhere in that area that Tash is pointing in, inside the perimeter or outside the perimeter, hell, he may even take you up to up to Canton, show you a good old time up there. Hey, wait, way up there, yeah. All right, David Shapiro, Remax Around Atlanta Realty. Check him out. You see his email is attached right here at the bottom side of the screen. I don't know which way it is. It's probably here or here. David Shapiro, Remax Around Atlanta Realty. Hit him up for any of your realty needs. And he's also a hell of a of a carpenter and he can help you out with any of that as well so dave shapiro remax around atlanta realty that's who the hell we have on right hi we have uh cc coakley from nashville tennessee um has a few songs out cliche and listerine um and a great instagram handle cc's pizza buffet check her out roll the mother fucking tape tonight All right, welcome back to Indie BNB. Today we have the wonderful CC Coakley all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. How's it going today, CC? It's going good. It's been cold outside, but just been hanging at home, so can't complain. Can't complain. Um, well, right off of the bat, you are the self-proclaimed hummus queen of Tennessee. What does that mean? <laughs> um, well, basically, that was my way of using my Instagram bio to tell everyone that my favorite food is hummus. Just to know that if I ever need like a gift or someone needs to get me something, hummus is always like a safe bet. Any kind of hummus. I'm not picky, but I don't even know. I just thought it would be funny. But a lot of people are kind of I like did an interview one time where someone just was like self-proclaimed hummus queen. And I was like. You have no idea. Maybe the state of Tennessee did actually proclaim me the hummus queen, but it's fine. Any uh, any influence from the song Katie Queen of Tennessee? It's like Katie Queen of Pops. Oh, yes. I love that song. Now that I'm thinking about it, there may be like a secret correlation that I didn't even think about, but <laughs> good point. What's um, your favorite place to get hummus? Um, so I actually go to school at MTSU in Murfreesboro, like 45 minutes out. And there's this like super insane place called House of Hummus that is also like a hookah bar and a pizza place. And their hours are from 3 p.m. to 5 a.m. And like the people you'll walk in and order hummus and they will act like you are like the worst person alive and they do not want to help you. But their hummus is the best hummus I've ever had. And it's just so good, especially when you're eating in like one of their tables that has like ashes all over it and all the lights are turned off. It's very scary, but they have the best hummus and I recommend it to everyone just for the experience. Also the hummus, Murfreesboro. I will yes. put that on my bucket list. You need to go. It is a must-see. So does, does uh, you know, to continue on the hummus train, does hummus, uh, you know, flow into your music you know how does that uh inspire you does it influence you 
I don't know. It just keeps me going throughout the day because I eat it for most meals. So that's probably the inspiration it gives is just keeping me alive. Keeping you going. Totally. What, so who are some of your influences uh, musically? Yeah. So I'm a really big fan of Phoebe Bridgers. Like I think her just songwriting is incredible. And people in that same vein, like Julia Jacqueline and Lucy Dacus. Like it's just super cool to see a bunch of independent like singer songwriter women and like seeing them kind of jump more to the mainstream world. It's very, very cool to watch when their songwriting is also incredible. Yeah. So do you, uh, you know, do you try to take elements of what, you know, either, you know, Lucy Dacus might be doing, do you try to take stuff that she might be doing and try to kind of weave it into your sound? Um, yeah, I think all of that more comes when it comes to like production, because I wouldn't say it's it's really cool to see their writing and stuff and kind of see that and try to apply it to my writing style, but not necessarily trying to like, oh, this is my version of a favorite or song. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think it more comes whenever I'm like bringing it in with a producer and trying to pull elements and be like, I love the way this guitar sounds in this one specific recording or like the way the drums are tracked. So it's cool to pull it from that way of finding inspiration from them. Okay. And, you know, what's, uh, what is your typical writing process? So I would say most of my songs start when I'm driving in my car and kind of come up with a set of lyrics or a melody and I'll start swerving while trying to voice memo something and like get back home and then try to kind of hash it out like and come up with some chords for it on guitar and like figure it out from there but that I've been trying to kind of branch out from that way the past few weeks I've been writing with more people and kind of becoming better at collaborating with others when it comes to the songwriting process which has been super cool to kind of get started with. Sounds like you're uh, kind of part of this I'd say sort of people in our generation we've talked a lot of uh, different artists that their biggest asset in writing is their cell phone. And, you know, they're using voice memos, using notes. And it sounds like you were able to incorporate that into your writing process to help you develop all your songs. Totally. Because I feel like I want to be the person who's just scribbling away in the corner on a notebook and feel super unique and cool. But I think it's just knowing like the resources we have, even with our phones, as unhealthy as they can be, just knowing that I can open up my notes app and be in the middle of something and just super fast type something out, put it away and then be able to reference it. Like, it's just so incredible, the little things that technology can do. Yeah, and without a doubt. Um, what really, what got you into music originally? Um, so growing up, I grew up in Knoxville, two and a half hours outside of Nashville, and I loved Taylor Swift. She was the queen. Everything she did, I was obsessed going to the concerts, and I really wanted to learn how to play guitar just so I could play her songs. So that definitely inspired me, and I got a black sparkly guitar that had her name on the top from my parents for like a present for something and started taking guitar lessons when I was like eight or nine maybe but I would try to write songs then and they were of course awful but I think just keeping at it through middle school high school into college I think what really changed was whenever like I got sent home from school for COVID and had nothing better to do gave me a lot of time to really 
hone in on what I wanted to say and like how I wanted to say it. So I feel like it's definitely all fully fleshed itself out in the past two or three years since all of that. So yeah. So let's uh you know let's let's move into what well, we, we do a segment called the song spotlight. Um and we chose your your newest single Listerine. So kind of take us through that one. Um you know the inspirations and how it kind of came together. Yeah. So I wrote it probably December 2020. And I remember I was still living in Knoxville at the time with my parents and I was getting into my car, driving back home from something. And I remember I came up with like the first set of lyrics, like the I miss you in the worst way, trying to get your taste out of my mouth with Listerine. And I was like doing exactly what I was saying, like driving and recording that being like, that could definitely be something. And then I went home and I just was looking up those lyrics to make sure that I wasn't subconsciously stealing them from someone. Cause I was like, this just came out of nowhere. Like I definitely just like made up that I made this up. So I looked it up and the lyrics did not exist. So I was like, okay, let's go. We're going to write a whole song. And that whole kind of first verse came super fast. And I recorded a little video of it and was just like, oh, just something I wrote, feeling silly, whatever. And it got a few people on TikTok were like, oh, my God, you have to finish this. Like, I this is so relatable to my relationships or past relationships because I kind of wrote it looking back and just hating that you miss your ex-significant other and was kind of still in that mindset in my own life. So I kind of wrote it as a way to cope with those feelings. So it was really cool to actually see people be like, holy shit, like the same things happened to me. I totally understand and yada, yada, yada. So after people kind of resonated with it, I went back and was like, okay, well, fuck, now I need to write a second verse because like now like people know it exists and there's no going back. So I kind of, it was probably the next day or two that I wrote the second verse and it kind of just word vomited out because once you realize what you're dealing with and that you've just shoved so deep down trying to like get over something it definitely gave me the chance to like let it all out and then close the chapter so I'm very thankful that people pushed me to kind of continue like opening up that painful part of life but yeah that's kind of like how the song came to be and I kind of just sat on it for a while and kind of tried to figure out what I wanted to do with it. And then this summer worked with my friend Jake, whose producer name is Laco, and we kind of fully fleshed it out into whole song. And I'm super excited it's out now. So feels good to just close the chapter. <laughs> yeah. Great song for those of you that haven't listened. Uh the name of it's Listerine. So make sure to check that out after you listen Thank to you. this. Um you know one more thing before uh, I kick it over to Grant. Um, I, I did read about your obsession with sort of with romantic comedies um, and had to get your opinion on like, what's the best like 2000s uh, romantic comedy? I'm so glad you asked. Um, I'm a huge fan of She's the Man, where it's Amanda Bynes dressing up like her twin brother in the movie and then like falls in love with his roommate. I, I'm calling it romantic because it kind of gets romantic at the end, but that's a, a fan favorite of mine. And I love 13 going on 30, if you've seen it. So yeah. good. So good. Those are probably my two faves. Big uh, Four Christmases fan is it, you know, kills two birds with one stone. Totally. You got the holiday feel and the romantic. Oh, I love it. Great one. But yeah, um, you know, obviously 
based off of the pin, um, Grant and I uh, were able to discover Cece when we saw her open up for medium build here in Atlanta. Um, and so, you know, let's kick it over to Grant to talk a little bit about that live show that we saw and um, some other elements of that. I mean, it was a very awesome show. Uh, obviously a great, great night and, you know, getting to see Nick, Nick and Nick and it was the fourth guest I believe on our podcast ever. Um, and so we got to uh, connect with him and, you know, meet him in person, even though he was in his hometown with all these people he already knew. Uh, but, you know, we were, you know, awesomely, awesomely thrilled to see CC as well on the, one of the smaller drum kits I've ever seen. It was like a, it was like a mini drum kit. I, very I, tiny. I, yeah. So it was like, right. we can only take so many cars and trying to fit so many people to go somewhere. So we have since upgraded to a bigger drum kit, but it is hilarious, honestly. I was like, it was so small. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I think that your live performance, I mean, you, you have, you know, a full band or, you know, if you have a full band behind you, like, I guess what has gone into, you know, going from, you know, something you, you've kind of started out writing songs on your own and then, you know, getting into that full band and, and live performances, you know, obviously you went on tour um, you know, this past year. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. You know, what are some of the best stories from the road? Yeah. Um, so it's been super fun getting to make my songs the full band that most of the tracks are rather than just like playing solo, which is also a lot of fun because it's been really cool getting to bring in a lot of people who are my close friends. Like my drummer at those shows was one of my childhood best friends. So it's been cool to kind of get to rekindle our friendship over a new bond of like, we both love the same things and getting to share in that together. And then my bassist is one of my first college friends. So it's just been really cool to combine all of these different people who I love separately all together into one thing. And I don't know, I think probably one of the funniest things about the Atlanta show is we were staying in a hotel and it was the one above the Claremont Lounge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which for everyone who else doesn't know is the most insane strip club. Like I... And my mom and my sister were also staying in that hotel. And like, as like, we were all jokingly like, ha ha, we're going to go. And then before we got back from like loading all of our stuff up from the venue, my mom and sister like went to the strip club without us and like said they were there for like a really long time too. And said it was a lot of fun. And I, that was just the funniest thing. And then my versus Oscar kept being like, I'm going to go. No, I'm not. I'm going to go. And I thought it was at like the 3 a.m. mark that I was like, you either have to go now or like you're not getting to go. <laughs> so he decided to throw in the towel on his idea. But we've agreed that if we ever go back to Atlanta, we will all go with him in support. Surprisingly, I've actually never been to that place. And I've lived here for a very <laughs> long time. And I have hit the, the other strip club triple grounds, but. I, that, I, that is one that's still on my bucket list. So, look, if you, when you guys come back, maybe I'll save it. You guys, yes, we, we can all go together. together. We'll make a yeah. moment of it. Totally. I like it. I like that. That's a good plan. Well, you know, you want to get back to, you know, listening. You obviously released a video for that. You know, one of the things that we love talking about, just with, especially with indie artists, is like the creativity that goes behind, you know, making the videos. Um, obviously, you're not, you know, having a big budget with Jet League, going to be able to play you in the video or whatever, but, mm -hmm. um, Take me through the, the, you know, how you made that. And, you know, was that 
just in your room or like, you know, who, uh, who helped you produce that? Yeah. So I actually did it with a team up in New York. They're called like Brickhead Productions. And we had been zooming like upcoming to my trip of trying to just create a storyboard and kind of what we wanted it to look like to match the song. And it all came together super cool. Everybody who was working on it was so fantastic and so fun because I was very nervous to do a music video shoot because I was like, I am not qualified to be in front of a camera like this for this long. And it was just like so, I was so awkward having all these people like huddled over me. And I was like, I hate that I'm the center of attention right now. But no, it ended up being super cool. It was actually the last day of a trip to New York where I was flying home at the end of the video shoot. So we had like a hard like, I need to be in an Uber by six so I can make my flight home. And it's so funny because for those who have seen the video, I jump into like a kiddie pool of food colored water that's supposed to look like Listerine. And that was the last shot we did of the day. So I'm in fully wet clothes trying to like change outside of this house in front of all these strangers. Like I'm in my Uber with like my hair wrapped up being like, Oh yeah, like making small talk while I look like a crazy person. But I think since it was on such a rush, we got there at like 7 a.m. and we left the like where I was staying at like 6:30. So it was just very like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, which was a cool experience. And it was fun just to kind of knock it out and be like, all right, we got every single take. We have no other choice because I need to go. But thank you. Goodbye. But no, it was it was really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun getting to kind of look at a song in that kind of way because I'm not used to kind of having to brainstorm anything outside of like single artwork lyrics melody that's kind of it so it was cool to kind of flex that creative muscle for the first time very good well we hope to see some more some more videos in the future um I I was I thought like the, the science experiment thing that you were standing in front of was awesome. Like, did they like make yeah. that like, just like some kind of like a bunch of things they put together or like? Yeah, it's just like a bunch of random knickknacks. It was so crazy, and they had a, like a wall of like Listerine bottles behind me. And at one point, one of them fully fell and like went like down, like hit me like this. And it was, <laughs> I was like, at least it didn't like hit my head. But I was like, if this just falls and like smacks me in the face. There's no telling what will happen, but it was really cool. One thing, uh, you know, we, we talked to a, a band called Travolta, and they have a song about, uh, oh, my God, Topo Chica. <gasps> and, like, they are, like, Topo Chica, like, reached out to them. So, like, are you, are you have you gotten any any reach out for, for Listerine? Like, man, we, we get Got some. No word. I've tried. Topo Chica is oh. definitely a much more coveted thing to get. But I've tagged Listerine in my videos on Instagram yeah. and it's been radio silence. And it was funny because I was at CVS a few weeks ago picking up mouthwash and I was like looking at the aisle and I was like, holy shit, like this stuff's expensive. And I had to get like the CVS brand. And I was like, this is oh so fake of me. I was like, <laughs> I can write the song, but if Listerine can't even give me the brand deal. Yeah. Oh, and, man. Let me check it out. Checking out the off-brand Listerine. It was a low feeling. I was like, if anybody finds out about this, I am screwed. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we won't tell anybody. We promise, and all our listeners will keep keep quiet for sure. Yeah, just Um, this whole part. Be like, I'm just like talking, and it's like a beeping sound. Like, 
Yeah, she just started cussing like a ton. Like we just had that. We had the music. She was singing. You had to cut her off. It. it was <laughs> unbelievable. Um, like you know, with the song and then one of your other videos, you have obviously is you you know you go and direct playing live cliche, um, which I, I you know I listened to earlier today and I was like, man, there's so many comparisons in this song. You know, the Marge to your Homer, like all those things. Like how did you you know how did you start coming up with those? I mean, were you just like, all right, like. Bonnie and Clyde, boom. What else we got? Marge and Homer. What else? What, you know, what are some famous couples? How do you yeah. come up with all that? So, same shit of me, like, recording into my phone. Because I came up with, like, the Johnny and the June one, the Bonnie and the Clyde. And I was like, okay, like, this could be cool. I got to come up with more, though. So, my friend Cooper and I were actually hanging out one day. And I was, like, literally Googling, like, a list of couples that were, like, iconic. And the yeah. Homer and the Marge one came up. And I was like, it's so stupid that I have to do it. Like, I was, like, I could do more, like, iconic, like, cool people. But, like, I literally laugh to myself every single time I play it live because I had someone's first time hearing it being, like, there's no way that she just put this in a song. So that's always, like, a really good feeling to be, like, ha You know, we talked to somebody yesterday, and, like, they were, she was, like, yeah, like, I, I didn't mean that, like, any, any other way than just to be funny. And so, like, it was so good that, like, you know, you guys as artists are just like, yeah, like we we're just trying to we're trying to have a joke in the middle of my jam. Exactly. You know? Just for the laughs. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, we're gonna go into our segment, which is like, you know, mediocrity, mediocrely funny. Um, I don't, you know, some people think it's really, really funny. Some people like are very thrown off by it. But uh, it's Pete Peterson's party pack questions, uh, 20 questions right in a row. Uh they're this or that questions. And if you get through all 20 you'll officially have beaten medium build because he didn't finish it because he got cut off because his phone froze. So if I you get through all it. 20, you can hang it over uh, Mr. Carpenter's head uh, for all your life. Of course, I would love to. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Pete Peterson's party had questions, 20 questions, right in a row. Cece Coakley, chips or pretzels? Pretzels. All right, that's different. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Cheddar or Swiss? Swiss. Ooh, she's holy. Circus peanuts. Have you heard of them? Have you eaten them? I have orange peanuts. I have not eaten them. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure you heard of them. Maybe you try them next time. I don't know. Okay. Next time I see them, I'll definitely pick them up. (laughs) All right. Garlic or roasted red pepper hummus? No, <gasps> mm, garlic. I think garlic. Yeah, she's we're just going garlic. We're just gonna do it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Is Bigfoot real? Probably. I'm gonna say yes. We're gonna say yes. Okay. <laughs> when CC Coakley walks into a party, um, are you more likely to do the robot or the worm when your jam comes on? Literally the worm. If you go on my Instagram, there are like 10 videos of me doing the worm in like obscure places. And I do do it at parties. It's just as for a laugh. I like that. There's a, there's a lot of people who just say the robot because they don't know what to do. And I like that you've, you've gone out and done the worm. Ninja, <laughs> ninja or a pirate? What would you rather be? I think a ninja. Okay. She's stalking some prey. Let's go. Very stealthy. Yeah. 
when you sit down uh, after a long, hard day of work, are you watching a TV show or a movie all the way through? Definitely a TV show. I have a short attention span. (laughs) 30 minutes is all you need. All right. Would you rather have a night in or a night out in beautiful Murfreesboro? A night out. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Cake or pie? Pie. Okay. Red or white wine? Probably white wine. Okay. All right. This is a weird one. Clams or shrimp? Don't know why I put that one on there. It's no, no seafood, but clams or shrimp? What are you going with? I'm going to do shrimp. I'm vegan, but all of these answers are just coming from like a point of honesty. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We didn't do any research here. Going to change some coming up here soon. Uh, ranch or blue cheese? What are we going with? Uh, ranch. All right. And uh, are you going to have some vegan tenders or vegan wings? <laughs> I'm thinking of vegan tender. Okay. All right. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Sunset. Okay. Salad or soup? Salad. Love a little crispy salad. Okay. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles, definitely. Is love at first sight real? Yeah. That was a crazy switch up at the end. Just dropping the <laughs> You're like, blue cheese or pretzels. <laughs> it's the beauty of Pete Peterson. You never know what it's going to happen. When was the last time you cried? Party pack. <laughs> it's a party pack of questions. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Finally, uh, what are some bands that you are friends with that we might not know that we ought to check out? Ooh, that is a great question. You should definitely check out my friend Claire Jenkins. That's her artist name as well. She only has one song right out right now, but she's about to release a whole project and she is just like so freaking talented and deserves the world. And then also nickname Jose is his artist name. His name is Joseph. His stuff is so insane and so good and definitely worth checking out. All right. Well, we got Claire Jenkins and nickname Jose, J-O-S-T. All right. We're going to check him out for oh, sure. Yeah. And so I will toss it back to Mr. Tash Vandora to put this in a bow. Pete Peterson's party pack of questions is complete. Tash, wrap us up. All right, well, Pete, what, uh, what can we expect next from you? Um, so a single is coming in February. I don't know what date. So sometime in February. And then hopefully some more shows coming up soon as well. I'm just super excited. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, we've had a uh, blast having you on. Um, everyone that's on here listening, go check out CC's music. Also, check out her uh, Instagram with one of the coolest Instagram handles known to mankind, uh, CC's Pizza Buffet. And uh, <laughs> check out some new music coming from her. Uh, but anyway, CC, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we've really enjoyed it. Yeah, same here. Thanks for having me. All right.